0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with editor in chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to continue sharing stories with you from Chicken Soup for the Soul, your 10 keys to happiness. This is a collection of stories that illustrate what I believe are the 10 keys to happiness. Based on my reading of tens of thousands of personal, revealing stories from our writers. One of those keys is counting your blessings, recognizing that what you have is abundant and is enough for you. That's what Kathleen Bazy realized after getting some very good advice from her mother in law. Kathleen says that she was always seeing that her friends and relatives had fancier lives than she had. Posting European vacation photos on Facebook or getting a home theater system. Or equipping their kids with the latest in technology. Meanwhile, Kathleen and her family were living in a house furnished mostly with freebies, and the kids were wearing hand-me-down clothing. They never ate out either, even on days when the kids were rushing around after school. Kathleen's mother-in-law was visiting one time when Kathleen confessed to her how she was feeling. I feel so resentful sometimes, she told her mother-in-law. I know we're doing the right thing, living frugally, saving money but it feels so hard. There are so many things I'd like to have, so many things I'd like to do, and we just can't. Well, her mother-in-law said, you know, when you compare yourself to others, it's easy to focus on what you don't have. But there's one thing you two do that we don't see too much of in other married couples. You two make a priority of going out together and taking time to focus on your marriage. And that's a very important thing. You two have such a great marriage. Well, Kathleen thought about that, and it was true. She and her husband had been to the movies the week before. A few weeks before that, they had gone to a dance together, and they went on bike rides and hikes and picnics. These things didn't cost much, but they made for a very rich marriage, something most of her friends didn't have. Most of all, Kathleen thought of how happy they were together, even after 20 years, and how many people can say that. She started looking at her home with new eyes. The used furniture had come from their grandmothers. The fact that they didn't go out to eat meant that they were eating Kathleen's good, healthy cooking every night together as a family. She concludes her story by writing, Even without the big TV and the European vacations and the new wardrobe every season, we are, well, happy. And you know what? That's enough. Another story that made a big impression on me was by Susan Boltz, who tells us that she had always disliked grocery shopping. It was her most hated chore. And if you hate grocery shopping, you definitely would hate doing it on the worst grocery shopping day of the whole year, the day before Thanksgiving. I remember myself making that mistake one Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I went to Whole Foods at its normal opening time and discovered the store was already completely full, so it must have opened extra early that day. And I felt like I was in a women's roller derby, like I needed protective knee pads and a helmet. There were all these intense, rushing women everywhere, pushing shopping carts, which seemed more like big metal weapons than grocery carts that day. Anyway, Susan had been doing the same thing, and she was miserable. She was standing with her very full cart and a very long line to check out. There were 11 full carts ahead of her, and everyone was in a hurry and grumpy. Now, her in-laws were coming for Thanksgiving, and Susan wanted everything to be perfect, so she was extra stressed out. Every moment she was captive in the store put her schedule in jeopardy, and she still had to make pies and some of the side dishes, too. So there she stood, feeling sorry for herself, and then she listened to the ladies in front of her who were talking. And one of them said, I feel almost guilty standing here in all this abundance. And then she started talking about the people in some country. Susan had missed the early part of the conversation, so she didn't know which country. But the woman went on to say, you wouldn't believe how poor they are. They labor all week, and the food they can buy with their wages fits in their two hands. Then the ladies in front of Susan moved on to other topics. But what she had heard was enough. She had plenty of time to think while standing in that line, and she thought about the fact that she had never spent a week's wages on groceries. Even for a feast like Thanksgiving, she would spend only a small fraction of her family's weekly income. She bought food and treats and little luxuries whenever she wanted. She thought about why the store provided those grocery carts because everyone was buying way more than they could carry. She looked around the store. The shelves were full of food trucked in and even flown in from all over the world. There were employees everywhere to help, even to carry the groceries to the car. And everyone had a car to take their groceries home. She started viewing everything with amazement. And by the time she got to the front of that very long checkout line, she was happy because she had found her gratitude and she realized she had a wonderful life. The cashier, the poor cashier, looked frazzled. So Susan told her she was doing a great job, and she relaxed a little. And then Susan thanked the person who was bagging the groceries, too. She wished the cashier and the bagger a happy Thanksgiving. People stared at her, but then she heard others doing the same thing. On her way out, on one of the most high-stress days of the year, for the shoppers and the employees in that grocery store, Susan told the store manager how efficient his employees were and how much she appreciated his store. He smiled and stood straighter. In the parking lot? Susan started to cry. Then she drove home to her comfortable, warm house and started cooking. Now she says that every time she goes to the grocery store, she views it as a privilege, not a chore. She thinks about how thankful she is for the life that she has, that most of us have. And she tries to spread that grateful feeling around because gratitude is contagious and it's a wonderful thing to catch or to infect someone else with. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book. And you will find this book on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And if you think that you have a great story to tell, just go to our website and click on submit your story. You'll see what we're working on and you can see if any of the topics are right for your story. And here's an important fact, at least a third of the stories that we publish each year are from storytellers who are new to the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Come back for our next episode to hear a couple of stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul attitude of gratitude. I'm going to share some wise words from those stories. Words that can help power you through any adversity. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable.